It's just past 11 o'clock, and it's time for the WIP Mystery Theater. Why don't you join us? Just sit back and relax, if you can. Justice has been defined in many ways by philosophers, scholars, and lawyers. Caesar put it one way, Seneca another, Sophocles had his words, Mark Twain and Tom Jefferson had theirs. And Shakespeare's Portia, to whom I admit a keen kinship, asked that justice be always tempered with mercy. Such was not always the case concerning those Anton Chekhov described in his stories, particularly in the mystery theater's tale of today. It is wrong for me to love you, Natasha. You are married, I am not. I should not have allowed our friendship to go this far. And if I were not married? But you are. And your husband is in exile here in Siberia. Could you love me if I had no husband? If I were a widow? How could that be? Unless he were to die. Perhaps that could be arranged. Our mystery drama, The Boatman and the Devil, based on a story by Anton Chekhov, was adapted for the mystery theater by James Agat Jr. It stars Alexander Scorby. I shall return shortly with Act One. Make life a little less irritating for someone on your Christmas list by getting a Remington electric shaver from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi. Pat Summerall to suggest you save your favorite lady from the irritating nicks and cuts of a razor by giving her a Lady Remington shaver. Or for that special man on your list, choose a Remington men's electric shaver with handy trimmer. Right now, you can get the Lady Remington or men's electric shaver for just $19.99 each at participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers. And tell them Pat Summerall sent you. Well, when you cover your mouth with your hand every time you laugh, you just aren't showing much confidence in how your teeth look. Um, I mean, mine were all tobacco stained until I got Topol. Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish is a combination of polishing agents and a rich foaming cleanser, especially formulated to help remove ugly yellow tobacco stains. Yet laboratory research has proven Topol cleans gently enough to be used every day instead of regular toothpaste. Topol made my teeth cleaner and brighter. Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish, fluoride or mint. Edna, huh? do you have the key? Oh. oh, oh, never mind. We forgot to lock the door. I'll hang up the coat, Melvin. Good girl. Oop. Melvin. Mm-hmm. Take a look in the closet. Edna. Yes, Melvin. There's a dog in the closet. Hiya. Uh, don't worry, it's me, McGruff, the crime dog. Don't he talk? Uh, of course. How else could I tell you not to leave your door unlocked? Oh, you're McGruff, the crime dog. Now you're talking to a dog. I'll uh, say it again. Lock your windows and doors. Use a timer to turn lights on and off. Oh. And uh, tell your neighbors to keep an eye on your house. Good idea. Uh, by the way, you got a neighborhood watch program? Uh, neighborhood watch? <laughs> What's that? Uh, that's where you and your neighbors learn how to protect each other and your neighborhood. Oh. But uh, find out more right the McGruff, Box 6600, Rockville, Maryland, and help uh, take a bite out of crime. Edna, lock the door. Gotcha. A message from the Crime Prevention Coalition and the Ad Council. Siberian outland, deprived of family and friends, left alone to survive or die. One man in the Russia of 1890 is the boatman who conveys the convicted across the river from Russia to Siberia. In the boatman's hut are two exiles, one 
obviously a man of position, asleep in a fur coat, the other very poor and younger who warms his hands before the blazing log. He is waiting to be ferried across the river by the boatman, whose name is Sasha. It is he who will tell our story. Young man, you have just arrived. At this moment, you feel sorry for yourself because you believe you are innocent. That gentleman, lying there asleep in his fur coat, also believes he is innocent and doesn't belong here in Siberia. His name is Vasily. Count Vasily, I believe. What's yours? My name is Radek. And mine is Sasha. I'm the boatman. I advise you to get as close to the fire as you can. When I take you across the river, you will find it very cold there. Sir, can a man be as well-dressed as that man, uh, Count Vasily, in a fur coat and still have committed a crime? He has been found guilty and exiled. How old are you? Twenty-five. What crime did you commit? I stole nothing. I robbed no one. I hurt no one. Uh, whom did you offend? The state and the judge. Uh, uh, Russia is not a country where one may call a spade a spade, so to speak. There are those in power, and then there are the rest of us. Powerless. My boy, it has always been so. My wife. My baby. My parents. I can't bear to live without them. I shall go mad. You will not. We had a happy life. And then I was unjustly accused of, of theft, of beating an old man. I broke out of jail and joined a movement of people. They told me there could be a better life. We all ended up in jail. In a worse life, hardly a life at all. You haven't even tasted it yet. You haven't crossed the river. As soon as the wind dies down, I shall row you across to be officially admitted at the post office at Girino. Don't you understand, old man? I can't accept this... this exile. Uh, how many thousands of times have I heard that? In a week, the river will have gone down. The weather will have warmed. And you will go wandering across Siberia, finding ways to amuse yourself. Never. Never. I shall die first. Oh, one doesn't die of loneliness. You will find a new life here. But I shall always be at this same place, living in this same hut, rowing back and forth across the river, as I have done for 20 years, day and night. White salmon and pike under the same water I float on. Sasha, why don't we go now? The... The wind seems less. Uh, are you waiting until he wakes up, our, our sleeping friend in his fur coat? No, not at all. Let him sleep the whole night and day, so far as I'm concerned. You wish to be ferried across now? So be it. Gather your belongings and we'll go. Who knows how long Mr. Fur Coat will sleep. You, Roddick, start your new life. Yeah, as the Chinese say... A journey of a thousand leagues begins with the first step. How can you see in the dark? Experience. That enables everyone to see in the dark. Sir, is it true that once I've made a life for myself here and found work and, and some way to live, I'll be permitted to have my family? It, my father is very ill now. My, my mother and wife promised if, if he should die, they'll come here if it's permitted. What's the use of having a mother and wife here? It's all foolishness, brother. The devil is tormenting you. The, the devil? Row harder. There's a treacherous undertow. Yes, I mean it. The devil, don't listen to him. Don't surrender to him. He whispers in your ear about women, say to him, I don't want them. There's no life here in Siberia for a woman. The accursed devil talks about freedom, say to him straight off, I don't want it. I don't understand. Oh. Not want freedom? I, I'm a young man. And a foolish one. I'm telling you the only way to exist as an outcast in Siberia is to want nothing. Torment yourself over nothing. Not father, no mother, no sweetheart, no wife, no children, house or home. I speak that loudly to the devil every day. I don't want anything. Curse your soul. 
government office and the post office is always open. Tell them you're here and to mark a check after your name. Is that all I do? <laughs> you are like a man who has come to the moon. Everything is strange. It is uninhabitable. You must learn from those who live there how one exists, find shelter, gain employment. Now, think of yourself as a lone pioneer. Uh, here, here. I keep this bottle with me. Take a swig. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh what a fine taste. Brother, I am no peasant. I don't come from a class of slaves. I'm the son of a sexton. Years ago, when I was a free man in Kursk, I wore a frock coat. But now I brought myself to such a point that I can sleep naked on the earth and eat grass. It is wanting nothing that enables one to survive in Siberia. From the very first day they sent me here... <laughs> Would you believe it? I don't even remember my crime. From that day, I wanted nothing. You had no family? You, you left no one behind? As many as you and more. Radek, don't complain. Don't envy. Find some joy in every day. Accept your lot. That is the secret. Take, for instance, that Vasily. Who? Oh, Compass. He, he likes to call himself wealthy, well-educated. The man we left snoring in front of my fire in his fur coat. He will not find peace either until he accepts completely the life he has to live. I'm going back across the river now, and I shall tell him that for the umpteenth time. But do you think he'll take my advice? I doubt it. Vasily, see you're awake now. Yes, I'm surprised you're back so soon, Sasha. Tell me, you're spending this entire night here in my hut, or do you expect me to ferry you back tonight? Well, I've waited this long. I thought I'd wait a little longer. She said she'd write by the first post. She promised to. Your wife could have addressed a letter to the Gilino post office. Yes, but she knows it saves a day if her letter from Moscow comes to the boatman. Is that young man you just took across? I uh, suppose he's like all the others, isn't he? Uh, I didn't think you were asleep, Vasily. <laughs> he reminded me of you when you were first exiled to Siberia. Of me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that boy hasn't two kopecks to rub together. I was a government official. I had money. Uh, if you remember correctly, I agreed with everything you told me, Sasha, and I made a life for myself here. I bought a house and some land. No more a life of pushing papers across a desk as I did in Moscow. <laughs> yes, in the beginning you were fine. But your family had money. I, I think I'll wait just one more day for her letter. I'll go back to sleep then. Mm. I'll wake you in the morning. Yes, and when you walked in the door now, I was dreaming it was yesterday. Well, perhaps I shall return to that dream, huh? You're letting the devil torture you. I can't help myself. I can't. Those dreams of the past. It was almost as if I was dreaming by his side. I knew Vasily's dreams so well. I warned him that to want money is only the beginning. His family had it, and so they could send it. Every month he would cross the river with me for a whole year. Every month. Always the same words. Uh, it's a long time since they sent me any money from home. You don't need money, Vasily. What good is it? Throw all the past away. Forget it as though it never happened. Don't listen to the devil. He'll never bring you any good. He'll only tighten the noose. Oh, it's to want to live well in a place the Almighty has forsaken. Is that dealing with the devil? You are a prisoner, a convict. You have been convicted of a crime. One doesn't live well as a criminal. 
Oh, you want money. Every month, you wait for your family to send more. My crime was not that great. I forged my father's will, so I wouldn't have to share with my brothers. <laughs> and those same brothers you tried to cheat are now sending you money. Uh, yes, I, I needed to live. I cannot live without money. To live, a man needs only to be content and happy. And if you wish to be content in Siberia, you must learn not to want anything. You have to despise fate. Laugh in his face. Then fate will begin laughing at himself. It was like talking to the wind. Vasily would hear none of it. He would have money. He would have his wife and daughter. He would turn his Siberia into a heaven on earth. Two years this went on. For two years, I ferried him to the Russian side of the river. And one day, that man, that Vasily Sergeyevich, met me with laughter. Ha, ha! Oh, ho, ho, Sasha! It happened! It happened! Think of it, Sasha! She is coming! She is! I am going to give you not tomorrow. Would you believe it? To meet my wife. Oh, my Natasha. She has taken pity on me. She's come to live with me. Oh. She has forsaken the gay life of Moscow to live here in Siberia. Bad winters and all. And to be with me. She misses me. What do you think of that, Sasha? devoted wife is what I said to him. But in my heart I knew. Wives and prisoners of the state, I knew it could not last. Many have written about the Gulag. The outcasts of Russian society condemned to mock time until their sentence has been served, or they have not survived and died in their cages. But no one has illuminated it in the same fashion as Chekhov. What it takes to become used to this moonscape from which there is no escape. Our boatman will tell us more when I return shortly with that truth. I bought the gadget by mail. The ad said it would save me a lot of gas. It did. Since I put it in, my car won't start. They said I could make money stuffing envelopes at home. I'd like to give those envelope guys a licking. If you shop by mail and don't get what you were promised, it could be mail fraud. And there are many different kinds, from products that don't work to worthless work-at-home schemes. If you're a victim or even suspect mail fraud, call your postal inspector. It's his job to keep the mail a nice way to shop. The ad said I could lose 20 pounds a week painlessly. What I lost was $20, and that hurt a lot. They said there were hundreds of dollars to be made working at home. They were right. I worked at home, and they made hundreds of dollars. Remember, most of the time when you shop by mail, you do get what you were promised. But if you suspect mail fraud, call your local post office and ask for your postal inspector or post Postmaster, don't take getting taken. A public service announcement by this station and your postal service. Mommy, mommy, I cut my hair. Oh no! Oh, what did I do? Oh, mommy, I'm bleeding. Can you stop the bleeding? Can you clean the wound properly? What if he stops breathing? What if his heart stops too? How do you handle an emergency at home? Many of us panic when prompt action may be needed to save a life. If you'd like to learn what to do and how to do it before you're faced with an emergency, contact Red Cross. We'll help you learn how to prevent accidents. We'll teach you first aid, Red Cross CPR, family health and home care. Countless lives have been saved through safety and health care skills learned through Red Cross courses. And because of these skills, Millions of Americans live safer, happier, healthier lives. Learn how to take better care of yourself and your family. Call Red Cross. We'll help. Will you?
salesman who ferries prisoners from Russia to Siberia tried to soften the blows of this strange new existence to those who were about to enter this barren land. Sometimes he would talk to the new convict in his hut before the fire. Sometimes during the long road to that land to be abandoned and forgotten. One prisoner, Vasily Sergeyevich, having served two years of his sentence for forgery, has persuaded his young wife and daughter to come live with him in Siberia. Sasha picks up the story. The next day, Vasily arrived with his wife, a pretty young lady with a little girl in her arms and lots of luggage, hat boxes and boxes of shoes. Vasily Sergeyevich was spinning about her like a top. Natasha, this is my old friend, Sasha. She has made life bearable for me here. Uh, uh, Sasha is the boatman, our only link with civilization. Uh, Sasha, this is my wife. This delightful, beautiful creature. Uh, now, how often have I spoken of her, huh? Yes, madam, he has often. Often uh, and glowingly. And deservedly, too. I have what? Imagine leaving the comforts of home and friends to spend goodness knows how much time in Siberia with her loving husband. But I shall make a home for her, the likes of which even Moscow cannot begin to equal. Eh, Sasha? Huh? <laughs> Certainly, if anyone can transform this wilderness, it will be your husband, madam. Oh, and my little one, whom I haven't seen since she was a baby in arms. <laughs> now, uh, how are we going to transport all this luggage aboard that little skiff of yours, huh? I shall make as many trips across the river is necessary. <laughs> you see? Problem, solution. Didn't I write to you, Natasha? Nothing but the best people here. People with heart, with love. Oh, you will enjoy yourself, I promise. Now, come, come, come. Let us all get aboard Sasha's ferry and make the first trip. He was breathless with joy. I thought, all right, be happy today, Basili. You won't always be showing such a happy face to the world. From that time on, he went every week to the post office to find out where the money was being sent from Russia. <laughs> that wife of his, Natasha, needed a lot of money. Vasily, eh? will you please stop walking up and down the room? Well, I'm, please. I'm only thinking, Natasha. Is there a special post on Saturdays, or do I have to wait until Monday? I, I, I you are making me very nervous pacing up and down like that. I can barely make up my face. Oh, I hope this party you're giving... I don't know if... Oh, I hope that it's more amusing than the last two. The people here are so boring. Oh, no, no. All new people. No, I promise you they're all in government. Well, I prefer artists. Oh, my darling, we are meeting the best people, and they're all charmed by you. I am not charmed by them. The people here have no manners. Haven't you noticed? And you, too. You have become somewhat crude and boring like the rest of them. How oh, I long to meet just one gentleman, just one. I ask no more. Oh, I have become crude and boring. Yes, just like them. Oh, Vasily, you don't even realize it. But uh, Siberia... You... I know, I know. For others, it is a prison. But you assured me in your letters that for us it would not be. And we are paying for your indiscretion, Vasily. It's not fair. Every day to be surrounded by riffraff and barbarians. Uh, no, no, that, that is not entirely so, Natasha. There, there are gentlemen here, and some of them have even invited you to go hunting. But I am not interested in hunting. Besides, for a woman alone, it's not proper. Well, government officials and commissars and their wives hunt. It, it is only we, not you, but I, a prisoner who may not carry a gun. Well, you went on the last hunt. I didn't hear any objections then. You acted as though you had a very good time. You don't understand anything. Month after month, my child is longing for a proper education. I, I, I ask myself, why did I come to Siberia in the first place? Well, why? I, I thought... You thought what? Well, I, never mind. But I do mind. What were you going to say? No, I thought you came here because you missed me and loved me and wished our little family to be together. But I can see I was mistaken. I am exiled not only from my country but from everything that was once dear to me. Siberia is a cruel punishment. It does not fit the crime. How long could 
would a spoiled wife of a once wealthy man exiled to Siberia stand it here? Not very long. How could she? Clay soil on which nothing grows, cold water, cold weather, no vegetables, no fruit, and surrounded by ignorant people. So she found amusement where she could. Oh, forgive me, my princess. I could not come sooner. Anton, where have you been? I've missed you so. Oh, a commissar cannot always prescribe his hours. I have work responsibilities. Anton, I hate this place. Even my little Anna knows how I feel. And although she loves her father and would do anything to remain here in Siberia with him, she knows it is not good for her. So we had a little talk. And I am going to take her home to Moscow. She is too young to stop learning. Moscow? When? At the first sign of spring, April or perhaps May. Now, you will come too, won't you? I, I cannot leave here. This is my post, my, my, my career, my future. I, I have no way of going to Moscow in the spring. I am taking Anna to Moscow. And as soon as I am certain that she is installed in a good school and her uncle can take care of her, I may return. And then what? We shall see. If you are still interested, I will be with someone who can make Siberia bearable for me. And if not you, then someone else. Crumbs of happiness. It's all wrong. You are married. I am not. I, I, I should not have allowed our friendship to go this far. Would you feel that way if I were alone? Alone? If I had no husband. If I were a widow. Then I would demand to be transferred to Moscow. I would pester them until they agreed. In Moscow we could be married. They like my work. I, I know I should be promoted. Natasha, would you marry me if, if you were a widow? Yes, I would. I believe in you, Anton. So only one thing stands in our way. Yes, only one thing. Am I to remain the wife of an exile or his widow? Anton, you're an excellent shot. Remember those geese you shot down, one after the other, without scarcely taking aim? Tomorrow I shall tell Vasily that for her sake I am taking Anna back to Moscow. And perhaps, who knows? While I am away, a hunt is organized and accident happens. So that when I return, I find myself a widow. A hunting accident. <laughs> How long will you be away? I can arrange almost anything. How much time do you need? And did it happen exactly as it was planned? No, not exactly. Do you remember the young Radek I took across the river some years ago? Well, he had become quite desperate. He saw no way of living out his sentence and never seeing his wife again. He came to me and told me of his plan. To run away. As simple as that. Mm. And you think they won't find you? Well, I shall run quickly. Mm -hmm. We have clothes enough. Only what is on my back. Food enough? At night, if I'm near a farmhouse, I can steal food. Uh, how did this change of mind come about? Sasha, I, I can make no money. I, I can get no money. I have no place to which to bring my wife. <laughs> Not many have. Vasily Sergeyevich has. Well. He could bring his wife and daughter to this frozen hell. For three years they've been here with him. Three whole years. I would give anything. Anything for my wife to visit me for just one day. One day only. And then she could go home. One visit would last me a whole year. Sasha, I have decided to suffer no longer. Uh, what if they catch you? And they will catch you. Your clothes are ragged. You have no papers. Every citizen has papers. Uh, how many years was your sentence? Ten. I, I cannot live for another seven. A young, strong man like you? Long ago, I stopped counting the days I'd begun to think of death. You are 25. I'm 28 now. I was 25 when I first came here. I'm still twice your age. It is not Siberia that is making you ill. 
It is the devil. Sasha, you have said all this to me before. I can find no work here. No place to live. I was born a peasant, but I educated myself. I learned to read books. Then death is not for you. I tell you, Radek, you can make a life for yourself here. Forget yesterdays. Live only for today. I cannot. Ah, here, here, here. Take a mouthful from my bottle. It'll cheer you. She was... She was only 17. My Olga. When we married, I must see her once before I die. You won't die. Dogs, why tomorrow, huh? What's it? There's a hunt tomorrow. Ducks, geese, pheasants. I, I heard them talking about it. Vasily Sergeyevich was boasting he was going to be allowed to accompany the hunters. You see, he said to me what it means to have connections. I said to him, I, I, I was incredulous. They are giving you a convict a gun to shoot with? No, but they are trusting me to carry the gun. Radek, they will find you with their dogs. Sasha, that's the beautiful part. The dogs will be hunting too. I shall hide in the trees, and when they're all occupied with shooting birds, I shall run as fast as I can. The Lord be with you. I hope you will arrive at the place you wish to. <laughs> never left the forest alive. He was shot by accident by one of the government men. One called Anton. He said he thought the movement behind a tree was a deer. That it never occurred to him it could be an escaping convict. Anton? Oh, you're back? I had no idea you would return to Moscow so soon. I didn't go. Anna became ill. Is that the man you shot? They're burying? It was an accident. The wrong accident. Vasily told me all about it. He was standing quite near when you shot the wrong man. I shouldn't have even dreamed of doing it. This innocent boy is dead now. They said he was escaping. Did you shoot the wrong man on purpose? I don't know what I did. It was all so sudden. It was wicked to even plan such a thing. How could we have lived together with your husband's death on our conscience? That boy died so that Basili could live. We must never forget that. Now, let us bow our heads as they lower the coffin into the grave. through the darkness and we hear them. Sane men who are placed in institutions for the mad. Those who disappear and are never heard from again. And our story is based on an account published 120 years ago. History repeats itself again and again. I shall return shortly with Act 3. Cyril introduces Mr. Buster Crabb film actor and author of Buster Crabbe's arthritis exercise book. I wrote a book on relieving arthritis pain, and I recommend icy hot cream in the tube. Rub it on. Icy hot's penetrating warmth reaches way down inside to help relieve minor pain, while a feeling of coolness soothes your skin. I'm convinced that greaseless icy hot cream will give you fast, effective relief that lasts for hours. Use only as directed. This is Gene King for your Better Business Bureau. If you receive merchandise in the mail that you didn't order, then you can keep it and consider it as a free gift. Under the law, you don't have to pay for it, and it's illegal for the company to bid you. Only clearly marked free samples and merchandise mailed by charitable groups asking for a contribution can be mailed to you in the first place without your prior consent. And even in these cases, you can consider the merchandise as a gift. A tip from your Better Business Bureau. The following is presented by the National Urban League. You know, Alan, when you walked in here and said, I want to be a salesman, I wouldn't have bet a plug nickel you could make. Uh, sales takes hard work and tenacity and guts. 
Well, I just didn't think a black man could measure up. Too often in today's society, people are judged solely by the color of their skin rather than by what they can do. But when people are given a chance to make something of themselves, there's no limit to what they can do. And now here you are, our newest district manager. What do you say to that? All I ever needed was a chance. Everybody deserves a chance to make it on their own, regardless of race, creed, color, or sex. The Urban League is dedicated to achieving that, and you can help by opening your heart and your mind and giving someone that chance. To find out exactly what you can do, write National Urban League, 500 East 62nd Street, New York, New York, 10021. A public service message of this station, the Urban League, and the Advertising Council. Accounts written in 1892, because we hope by 1992 that such bestiality towards man will be forgotten history. Our spokesman is Sasha, the boatman, the link between freedom and living death. He himself is an exile. Fifty? Sixty? No one quite knows. And strangely enough, he has forgotten whether he has served out his sentence. For he has remained his life here in Siberia. I stand in a corner of the yard where the dead are placed. It is so cold they cannot dig very deep. Anton, the man in love with a prisoner's wife, has shot and killed the young man who lies in that coffin. From the distance, the bell of death. Natasha, I ask you to observe the ceremony and contain yourself. Yes, I brought them across last night. And the boxes and cases? They eh? had some luggage, oh, yes. No, you should have told me. It would have been nothing for you to row across and find me and tell me my wife had run away. Oh, Vasily, be sensible. How would I know such a thing? I had no idea she was running away. 
You sure? Uh, I am sure. Oh, what of your daughter, Anna? Oh, Anna is still with me, thank the Lord. <laughs> what happened when they got to the other side, huh? Oh, they were whisked off in a troika. That's well, I shall find them. I have a fast horse. I shall bring her back with me. days and nights he chased after his wife. Of course, he didn't find her. I won't rest. I won't. I will have her back. I will have my freedom. I must. Who do I see to beg for my freedom? You know all the influential people in Gideon. To entertain them at your house. Whom do I know? They are all leeches and traitors. Is there an honest official among them? Um, go speak to Pyotr Vishniewski. Tell him you're an old friend of Sasha's. He may help. Summers and winters passed. Don't ask me how many. Time expands and compresses in this wilderness. But I remember standing in the post office one day. The door was open. I walked into an office. And there was Pyotr Vishniewski. Sasha, your beard has grown quite wide. <laughs> You're bald as a hen's egg. <laughs> Good to see you after all this time. Yeah. You're still in the customs office, huh? Oh, they have made me the chief. Congratulations. Sasha, truly, you must have served your sentence by this time. Yes, I probably have, but where would I go? Most of my life has been lived here. Mm. What would I go back to? <laughs> I can hardly remember what I did before I became the boatman. Uh, you know that man you sent me eight years ago, it's Vasily Sergeyevich. Oh, Vasily, yes. I haven't seen him and I don't know how long. He never comes across the river. Well, he has sold his land, mortgaged his house. Today, if you saw him, Sasha, you would not recognize the man. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't listen to me. He let the devil get the best of him. If it were not for his daughter, he would have died already of heartbreak. I'm sure of this. I should go see him. Where does he live? Uh, well, the last address I had for him was over in the public stables where the authorities keep their horses. They had pity on him and his daughter and made an apartment up there for him. Go, go see him. His daughter Anna has grown to be quite a beautiful girl. Mm. You see them everywhere together. Yeah. Well, perhaps on Sunday when I have half a day off. Good morning, Vasily Sergeyevich. Yes, who, who is it? I can't see very well. Anna, do you see the gentleman? It is a gentleman with a white beard. I think I know him. Yes, I do. You are Anna. Yes, you are <laughs> you used to ferry the boat across the river into Siberia. Oh, I still do. Sasha, did you say Sasha? Oh, my goodness. How long has it been? Of course, I never cross the river anymore. We, we very simply, Anna and I, you know my daughter, Anna. I would have recognized her anywhere. Oh, how would you have recognized her? She was a little one in those days. <laughs> I was very little when you met me first, but I'm 18 now. Uh, Sasha, Sasha, do you still talk about the devil? Uh, oh, <laughs> sometimes, yes. <laughs> well, for a man who knows as much as you... You were very wrong. Was he really, Papa? Well, weren't you, Sasha? Come, come, come. You're among friends. Come, come, confess it. What do you want me to say? And I am the proof you were wrong. After everything is said and done, I am the living proof that people can live in Siberia. That even in Siberia, there is happiness. Ah, look at her. Anna. There she stands. She takes good care of you. We are counting the months now. A little less than a year and my sentence is over. We're full of plans, my little Anna and I. One more winter and that will be it. Piotr, I saw him. I saw them both. Vasily and Anna? Yes, he speaks of life after Siberia. He's older than I, and she's 18. What happiness can she have with her father now? 
He loves her and finds consolation. Well, like any father who regains his lost youth through his daughter. What she wants is caresses and laughter and perfumes. Isn't that so good? <laughs> A normal girl. It won't last. It cannot last. It won't even begin. I didn't realize how prophetic my words could be. I didn't see them then for months at a time. The frost was beginning, the signal of a very hard winter. The ice forming on the river. What happened, Basili? What do you mean? Well, here it is, winter already. It was last spring, remember? Saw you and Anna outside the church. She was so happy and dancing about. Reminded me so of her mother. Well, the whole summer has passed. You said you'd pay me a visit. Uh, things have not gone as well as I'd hoped. I have been troubled. We have both been troubled. Yeah, I could have told you. Yeah. You know nothing. No, no, no. Let us not quarrel. I've heard of your sorrow. I don't wish to add to it. You said you could have told me. What did you mean? I could not have foreseen everything, but some things, yes. Sasha, Sasha. Are you saying to me what happened was because of the life here in Siberia? Did you know I came to your door often and knocked? And no one would open the door? I uh, ran everywhere to find doctors. I, I could have been out when you knocked. Yeah. Well, my friend Piotr told me. He said Anna withered and wasted away until she was too weak to stand on her feet. It happened almost overnight. I spent a fortune on doctors. They all shook their heads. They, they, they could do nothing. Yeah, yeah, consumption, I know. That's your Siberian happiness for you. No fruits, no vegetables, no sunshine, no life. You kept her in prison with you as you tried to keep her mother. <laughs> that must be it, the load I'm supposed to row back to the other side. Four, four men carrying it. Yes, Anna's coffin. Oh. I will ride across with you. Oh, forgive me. I, I, I had no idea. Uh -huh. They told me there would be a load to carry across the river. I had no idea it was her. What will you do, Vasily? I'm... Taking Anna to Moscow. And then? Nothing. My life is over. Vasily, we're both of the same age. Come back. Be a boatman with me. It's a healthy outdoor life. We could live to be a hundred. I have a cousin in the Urals who is a hundred and twenty-five. And could come back. You could help those who are making this passage for the first time. We will share life, you and I. We will not let the devil rule us. We will rule him. Let me think about it, Sasha. You may be right. But I may not have the strength to return. I never saw Vasily Sergeyevich again. Did he do away with himself from grief? Did he run away? Why did he not return here? Some men are difficult to understand. Today, when I introduced our production of The Boatman and the Devil, I pondered a little bit upon justice and judgment. I wondered then, and I still do, whether justice a man-made law of order can ever exist in a form acceptable to everyone? Putting it in our terms, is it because, as someone has said, no one understands the policeman because no one understands the Bill of Rights? I shall return shortly. This is Jason Robards for the National Council on Alcoholism. I'm Jason Robards. I'm alcoholic. There was a whole world out there that applauded me as a success. So how could I be alcoholic? I thought only losers became alcoholics. Then I found out alcoholism is a disease. And my wife convinced me that drinking for me was like committing suicide. I got the facts. 
and got into a program to stop drinking, and I don't drink anymore. Now, I really know what success is all about. Not just with my career, but with my wife, my children, and my life. Get help like Jason Robards got. If you or someone you love has a drinking problem, call the National Council on Alcoholism in your area. I'm living proof you don't have to die for a drink. A public service message in cooperation with the Advertising Council. A postscript about the boatman, whom I'm sure many have already likened to Charon, the ferryman of the dead, guiding their bodies across the river Styx. For the fare of one silver piece, Charon would ferry his soul to eternity. Surely, man could do better than bring others to eternal death, the death of places like Siberia. Were my opinion to be asked, I would banish forever. Exile. Our cast included Alexander Scorby, Marion Seldes, Russell Horton, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Thank you for the coffee. You're very welcome. Come back sometime. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, why, why did you ask him to come back? I don't know. He looked so, un, so unhappy. So haunted. You know, so screwy is more like it. Look, he's coming back. He's turned around and he's coming back. Good Lord. Don't be mean to him, Charles. Please don't be mean to him. I won't. Uh, well, uh, uh, forget something? Please. Please. Don't make me leave. Don't make me go away. I have to stay here. It's important. Believe me. It's very, very important that I should stay here. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in our cab. Until next time. Pleasant This is Nat Wright. Stay tuned for a special presentation of the John Lennon story, which will follow the midnight news. This is WIP, Metromedia Radio, in for the dog. An accident tonight.